In a world where podcast is spelt with two T's, unlikely heroes Jade and MJK come together to talk about stuff and try to get sponsors for their weekly show. This is Not Another Podcast. It's been a while. I don't know the rest of that song. I have. Recorded a podcast. It's been a while since I even listened to this shit. What up? The song or the podcast? All of it. All <laughs> of it. The above. Yes, welcome back. We've had a bit of a unplanned hiatus. Yeah. Sorry, um, gang. Nah, uh, that's life. And, you know, just keeping all 14 of you on the edge of your seat <laughs> in anticipation for the next instalment of Not Another Podcast. This is Season 3, Episode 11, and it's a two-parter with our finale of Episode 12. And we'll get to our weekly topic, Uno Momento. But Both as usual, what? we always start with, what have you watched or listened to or read lately? Do you want to kick it off? Well, uh, just keeping the theme of something we, we went shopping today together and uh, we had a nice conversation about North Lane's latest album. Oh, yes. There's been a few um, albums dropped by some of our favourite rock bands this month and North Lane is one of them. It's very yeah. good. Very, very good. It, it was mind-blowing. A genre I thought that I was kind of like growing out of just as an adult, I guess. Mm. Like I still listen to it, but not as religiously. This was an album that after I first listened to it, full speaker sound i then listened to it again it was just a really solid album great story behind mm-hmm. it too like lyrically it's just amazing musically that north lane's always been good yeah definitely it's a nice metal album no, i've enjoyed listening to it actually yeah. what else i'll let you kick us off all right yeah, yeah. i know you're hanging out to uh well tell i did the world. i remember we were pretty close to getting ready to record the next episode there was one break you weren't feeling well and then the next week I'm like, I've got too much to do plus I haven't really watched anything. Like mm-hmm. I would not have been able to contribute contribute right. to this part of the conversation. Since then I've watched a shitload so I can contribute to two episodes worth here. Um, so Susie and I finally finished Hannah, which is an Amazon original, uh, eight episodes. And as I mentioned, I mentioned it weeks and weeks ago when we first started watching it and you're like, isn't that the film with... Eric Banner, yeah, that's Saoirse Ronan, yeah. yeah. So it's the same story, but obviously in the television format. And we were quite slow to get through it because it was quite slow to work through. So kind of like Ozark was. So I guess we enjoyed it overall, but we kind of want it to be more of the pace that Jack Ryan was, which was another Amazon Prime with John Krasinski. Um, but yeah, we got through it and it was somewhat enjoyable. <laughs> Um, I forgot that Jack Ryan was, they did the TV show. Because every time they yeah, promote it, yeah. I was like, that's a movie. That's a yeah. bunch of movies with different actors well, playing Jack Ryan. now that you have access to Amazon, you can watch that. It's very good. I highly recommend it. Yeah, side note, Jade and I live together now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hence maybe the small hiatus in yeah, the middle of getting yeah. things sorted. Old, old Captain MJK had to move. It's a bit of BTS there for you. Jade has a, a habit of taking in stray dogs. So yeah. thank you, Jade. Uh, this is otherwise known as the halfway house <laughs> for for men. <laughs> <laughs> sounds sounds like a really prestigious it club. Does, doesn't it? Maybe I should avoid saying that out loud. Yeah, especially the men part. Yeah, actually, 
actually the thing the last time we not speaking of halfway men but the last time we recorded i think it was that night or the next day that i was going to see as i like to call it call it whore and shops all right yeah. hobbs and shaw fast yes, and furious yes, so yes. i saw that that night it was terrible like good but terrible the same reason you go see something like statham's meg like yeah. you just want something big yeah. and fun i like i like the monster movies yeah. you know the, yeah. the genre is just what it's the rock it's his uh-huh. he's kind of perfected this genre with the disaster san andreas style and shit. Yeah, rampage. rampage yep he's it's his thing now it's who he is it's what he is and they know it they're taking the piss as they with the jokes they have and the way that their characters interact but the highlight for me and i forget her name i think it's Ker- vanessa kirby because we mentioned her on the kick-ass women one we did she plays statham's sister and she was a highlight for me because she was boss she was a boss bitch like mm-hmm. we talked about in like episode 10 or whatever it was eight that's something dwayne johnson does he likes to empower the broads he sees I a broad and him. goes let's let's do something with your broad that's his exact words by the way don't be coming at me and the other thing i hadn't quite finished yet to be able to talk about it yep. but have since is the final season of orange is the new black that's what i was going to ask you about Ooh, i loved it i bowled my eyes out like three different times in the finale it just felt very emotionally charged just knowing like that the stories of the immigrant women was very powerful yeah, that was because brutal. it's happening now in yeah. the u.s and like, i think for me uh and i'm glad we can talk about it yes i was more so detached from those elements just because yeah. it is so real yeah was like, it was oh, so real it was like sake, a doco in that happening. sense yeah. yeah so that was hard but i think that brought it back to reality and that made it more realistic and therefore more of a connection for me but that they were tough scenes to watch especially how they end it with that, that i don't I forget her name but yeah but the, she just gets left in the desert the paralegal chick yeah, yeah. absolutely and i liked that they did that like yeah. they were realistic about it they weren't going they did try and serve to like a happier ending with um like alex and oh i'm having a blank piper, piper yeah Jesus. <laughs> the main character wow jade anyway they did serve to some sort of more cliched happier endings but say, not in all aspects i wouldn't call that a happy ending that's definitely I, the cliche well, the we could have wrapped this up in one yeah, season true. bullshit you know but also i thought she was going to go off with the other chick and i thought oh oh what do you think of alicia witt yeah i love her i've seen her before for sure yeah yeah you love her i do yeah i wonder what she was great yeah she's likable and that was the hard part as well like i can understand if she chooses to she's a have good that person life. who's yeah. trying to make a better life for others yeah has a great career yeah incredibly likable uh-huh. beautiful let's you know let's yeah. not forget but the I really other assets she's got going on <laughs> i really enjoyed the final season actually so i'm i'm just really happy with how they finished that i like how sad. i liked that they uh, brought back a lot of characters just for like literally a they screenshot did. and you can see what's happening with them. I it was, that was, that was so good. Because if you did have a f- favourite character that disappeared after they had to move out of the prison, you would have been a bit bummed out by that, but then you get to see that. So it's very satisfying. I also finished season three of Glow. I'm um, assuming you did as well. Yeah, <laughs> loved the shit out of that. Oh, I really liked season three. Oh, it's it's all kind of a blur because it feels like a little while ago now, and you watch you always watch three or four back to back. So, um, who was it that you thought was in Thelma and Louise? <laughs> Is it Mini Driver? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So did I'm you like... did you think you were seeing Mini Driver in? <laughs> no, no, I oh. hadn't figured it out, but I do. 
you get no that what's her yeah, name I popped, Gina Davis yeah Gina Davis I, oh this is a God. wrestling term I popped huge when I saw her I was just I was talking about a league of their own with my old housemate and we were like how underrated and what's happening with Gina Davis these days and literally 10 minutes later Gina Davis was I on know, the screen. I know, she pops up. You're like, oh, like, Gina And she has that boss scene where she dresses up and performs. Yeah, that like, was Whoa, awesome. she went there. Um, but I really liked that. I love that show. I finished season three of Lucifer as well, which was a long fucking season. It was 26 episodes because it was the last one. I don't know what network they were with before they said, nah, we're not going to keep you going for a season four. And I then feel Netflix like it picked was an NBC Fox? or an yeah. ABC. Or... Fox comes to mind. I don't know why. It probably was because yeah. they're the type of, they, they are notorious for cancelling shows yeah, that well, are popular. It got canned. It gets to the end of 24 and it has a huge cliffhanger thing you're like that feels like a finale how the heck does it have two more wait, episodes wait. oh at the end of episode 24 sorry yeah, episode like, 24 oh, i've missed something yeah okay. and um yeah for whatever reason the network made them do 26 episodes so then they do two random episodes that don't tie on to that could have been just like episode 12 and 17 easily but not episodes 25 and 26 of the season it was really random. They just tacked them on because of whatever was going on behind the scenes at the time with the network. So and then it ends. literal filler episodes. Yeah, at the you, end though, yes. after you've seen like an epic. Your penultimate and then your Yes, ultimate. conclusion slash cliffhanger. You're like, oh my God, season four, here we go. And then you've got to watch two random ones where they're not even addressing Anything. any of the issues. For example, Lucifer reveals himself like his devil face to Lauren German's character for the first time. And it's like, it's terrifying. And it doesn't even uh, connect to that in the next episodes, but I do love that show. Um, I finished book two of the um, Thrones of Glass, Glass of Thrones, the um, Sarah J. Maas series, Crown of Midnight. And I watched a film called Anna, which was another one we mentioned on the Kick-Ass Women. I forget the chick's name, but she used to be a Russian model and she plays an assassin in this film. It was It was okay. I watched Mindhunter season two. Yeah, I need I need to get in the right <gasps> yeah. mindset to watch that because yeah. that's my bag. And also, I really enjoyed season one. <clears throat> yes, it's really good. I recommend it. We can talk about it when you've watched it. Um, I'm still playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I'm into like my 13th hour of the game, so really enjoying it. And I finally watched uh, John Wick 3. Ooh, how was that? Yeah, it's quite – because I wasn't a fan of number two because it felt like they were just trying to do the same thing again. Yes. Then number three does – just sort of turns it on its head and goes out That's it goes out there. That's a strange statement because my – Yeah? Most people who – like they said, oh, yeah, it's worth a watch and then I've watched it. They're all like, oh, yeah, it wasn't that good, was it? I was two like, I three? actually enjoyed it. Two. Two, yeah. It's like people who say, oh, babies, kids, you have to have them. And then once you do, they're like, ah, you're fucked now. Yeah. That, that's pretty much the vibe I got from John Wick 2. And, and especially when people say they felt like they were just trying to recreate it. I'm like, yeah, I get it with the violence, but the story was different. And a lot of people were on the second yeah, one. Yeah, the story like, was different. Yeah. There was no story. I'm like, there was the epic thing. And then they've created this world where like everyone's on the books. Everyone's an assassin. Yeah. And then it's clearly a lead into a third that's to me i could tell that that's where they were going so i think oh, that's where leading. i could you know give it a tick and say i'm satisfied but takes off that number three takes off straight away from where two finished sick and, and he's it, riding a horse and right? the, yeah with a sword or guns and then he's on a bike with swords that's right bike with swords the one thing it does i don't know if it does it too much like it's trying to overachieve but they do these really interesting and unique backdrops and settings and environments for each of the fight scenes like that they're very very different yeah it definitely because the first one it makes was, it interesting was 
very dark for most of it until yeah. like the club scene and then you know uh, all that but, but where the second one i think was a lot more colorful and different mm-hmm. like that like especially the ruby again. rose fight that was fucking insane well you should see Halle berry she owns it and we you can see all the behind the scenes stuff of her training with honey heidi moneymaker the biggest stunt woman in hollywood right now because she does black widow she does captain marvel like it's huge and she does a really good job um and that's basically me Shit, that's a that's a good. That track. was a good effort, and that's only half of it because I'm saving it for episode twelve. Yeah, sorry, the old double header. Well, <coughs> double header. Finished watching the uh, the Fast series, this guy, and again, this was a long time ago. So I know. Fast Five, Fast Six, Fast Furious Seven, and the Fate, fate. of the Furious. Yep. Um, I still think Fast Five as a complete movie so far has been my favorite. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's true. Uh, or fair, I should say. I think the sixth one is when they, they killed my homeboy. <sighs> they killed a few people. Killed. Didn't they kill? Oh, no, wait. Seven was when they killed my homeboy, Asia boy. That's why he leaves. Is it? Yeah, because then it goes one, to. one, they kill your girl. Yes, that's right. Yeah, and um, then the fate of the Furious was just silly. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have a ninth coming out, so you got that to look yeah. forward to. But, you know, I, I get why they have their, their fan base and their audience and stuff. It's like, you know. It's kind of like a Star Wars in a sense, which that would probably piss off a lot of Star Wars fans, but it's just, it's, mm-hmm. it's very niche. Not for me. Um, keeping to niche, I was watching some old school 90s like action movies. Nice. Eight, late 80s, early 90s. Got into some of the Terminators and Demolition Man, which then uh, got me in the mood to watch some, some modern shit. So I watched Mad Max Fury Road. Kept on going with my nice. X-Men stuff, X-Men First Class. Oh, wow. X-Men Days of Future's Past. The Wolverine. All that kind of Have jazz. you seen Dark Phoenix yet? I haven't, no. Oh, yeah, yeah. we could watch that Sick. together at that, some point. That, if you look at the... There, you didn't whisper as much as you probably oh, wish. <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, and yes, I watched Glow and thought Glow yes. was El so Brillante. What else have I got here? Again, haven't been watching too much TV. I no. Don't know why. Um, you keen to watch The Boys, though? Yeah, fuck Now yeah. that you're here, woo Yeah, super keen. Super keen. Sick. Um, yeah, I reckon I'll just call it quits there for now. Oh, that's it. you got to wait for part two, kids <laughs> and adults. <laughs> it's just, yeah, yeah. It's been busy for both of us. Just enjoy a good movie, you know how it is. Mm. I do. My mind, because this was supposed to be a lead-in for news. I'm sorry, everybody. I just really like that song. Oh, no doubt. Don't speak. You know, my favorite part of that song is at the end when it's just like full, just, they're just, it's, they've gone nuts and she's just like, no, no. And then there's no words. It's just, la, 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 don't, don't. It's my favorite part of the song. It's good. I'm actually, I'm a big fan of theirs. So yeah, I love Gwen. I appreciate it. We are moving into some news and gossip. This is a roundup of the last month or so. Yeah, but um, it's not really gossip, and it's kind of old news. News. It's still relevant. (laughs) I wrote this down in prepping for this episode quite a while ago, but it's still interesting and it sparks conversation. So, obviously, one of those storylines was that Kit Harrington has joined the MCU, and because it's been so long. I've actually already forgot, forgotten his name. Wasn't it Moon Knight? 
is the character he's going to be playing. No um, idea. In what movie? Oh, wait, yeah. he's joining the Eternals, hasn't yes. he? Yeah. yeah, he's yeah. joining the Eternals. So Kit Harrington, obviously Jon Snow in Game of Thrones, joining the MCU. <laughs> Jeez. You go from Thrones to MCU, there are no two bigger universes than those. No. So he's doing very well for himself. Did you want to mention anything about uh, Spider-Man? Oh, man, they've really... <laughs> Disney's shit the bed. What are they oh, doing? Oh, dear. That's the amount of memes that were going around with that, uh, it's heartbreaking. So, yeah, yes, did, yeah, who pulled the plug? Stoney pulled the plug on Disney because they were being unreasonable, right? Yeah, they just couldn't agree with each other about I don't know what. But now Spider-Man is out of the universe, mm-hmm. standalone. But doesn't he still have one or two films contracted with within those MCU Timelines? I think the whole point is that that won't be happening now. That's where they're, right. they're like, well, yeah, you're not and that's the out dodgy part. It's not happening. I just feel bad for Tom Holland because it's like, yeah, no shit. you're not part of like, the biggest so universe. He was so happy to be there too. I guess they'll still do well, but it'll be a whole different level of success, I think. Um, uh, speaking of MCU, Kat Dennings, who we knew as Darcy in Thor 1 and 2, has joined WandaVision, which is obviously the new Disney Plus MCU show that's coming with... Uh, Scarlet Witch and The Vision. So I'm actually, I think that's a good inclusion because she's obviously going to add a comedic element, I would think, to that show. And I'm a huge Kat Dennings fan. Yeah, I think everyone here on the podcast is a Kat Dennings fan. (laughs) (laughs) All two of us love her and have missed her since Two Broke Girls has been off the air. So I'll enjoy watching her again. Uh, Hilary Duff is reprising her role as Lizzie McGuire and portraying the character in her 30s struggling with life itself which as 30 year olds we can relate with but not the uh, used to be a celebrity aspect she's still looking great she's looking fine we know that john wick 4 is happening but did we know that the matrix 4 is a go ahead now there's clearly a glitch in the matrix because the matrix (laughs) is coming out (laughs) this is so true i'm like and we were talking about in the car just before about Rambo 5's out as of a couple of days ago and you've got the new Terminator out at the yeah, end of Dark next month. Fate. We had Top Gun mid-year. Yeah. Where it's is like, that out yet? We, that'll be the next. Drops. Oh, it could be this year actually, but yeah. not out yet, no. Um, it's like, oh, how many of these are happening? <clears throat> but Matrix 4 is one of those now. God help us. Um, but yeah, that's that's happening. So we'll see how they actually make sense of that because by the end of number three, they've tied up the storyline from memory. Well, maybe they're, it's going a direct sequel like they're doing oh, from yeah, Judgment Day Terminator. type of thing, yeah. you know, rewriting um, history like they're doing with Halloween and yeah. all Ooh, that kind of Yeah. Oh, while you're here, I want to watch that with you. I've got, I actually have my Blu-ray copy with yeah, me because I've I brought a couple that. of Blu-rays with me. So. All right. So basically after we record, we watch it to having a movie marathon and Jade will just be really tired at school tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> See if I care. Um, but yeah, that's all the news and gossip I have for you this week. La 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 la. Don't surprise. <laughs> well, you better close your eyes. Oh, they're closed. All right. Maggie, my dog, is sitting on the floor next to us in my study right now. So I'll elevate my hand. And this crinkling noise has brought her over to me because she thinks she can eat this, but she can't. <laughs> She's licking the microphone right now. Whoops. <laughs> right. Classic Max. You can probably already tell. Sounds like Smarties or M&M's or... Smarties or M&M's. Okay, here we go. They're too thin to be Smarties, it feels like. Hmm. Bit of MDR or whatever it's called when people Mm. listen to others eating. Hmm. 
What are your mm. thoughts? It's definitely what sort of food? Some kind of exotic M&M. <laughs> so a chocolate. It's definitely M&M's. We've done M&M's before, but they keep bringing out new bloody flavours. I actually have no idea. I'm going to open my eyes. Okay. It's a new birthday cake oh, flavour. <laughs> I've tried these and I cannot taste... They taste a lot like original M&M's. They taste just slightly a, sweeter. It's a little bit... I thought maybe creamier, like the, the icing or something in the cake. But they're not as obvious as like some of the other flavours they've done, like the Lamington and some of the other ones. But, you know, it's chocolate. I'll eat it. And look you at like that packaging. It? Yeah, it's the, uh, pe- the, the yellow blue. peanut M&M. Bursting out, out of a birthday cake. <laughs> he's going full happy birthday, Mr. President, bursting out of the birthday cake. He thinks he's Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> but sadly, he is not. Not bad. Not bad. Not Tastes bad. like classic M&M's. Yeah, yeah that's what I think. Slightly sweeter, like you said, maybe a bit of a creamy flavor. <clears throat> so if you like M&M's, purchase them. And we like M&M's. So M&M, I don't know what your brand is. <laughs> you know what you should do? Please you should sponsor come out us. With like a toffee M&M. That's what you should do. Oh, well, the other new one is Honeycomb. Oh, that's a good In flavor. an orange thing, but they're not that great. Sorry, <gasps> M&M's still, spon- still sponsor us. You know what they should do? They should do a Jaffa well, M&M. That would be cool, but I was imagining the honeycomb ones to be a bit more like mini little crunchies, and it was nothing yeah. like it. And for that reason, it was disappointing. But um, we'll still take your sponsorship. <laughs> yeah, and send us a birthday cake. This week's weekly topic um, it's actually inspired by the latest edition or issue of Empire Magazine, which I am subscribed to for all of 2019. Thanks to Luke Green for this Christmas present uh, at the end of last year. Oh, that's right. That's where you get them. I know. I get it in the mail like the first couple of days of each month. Boom. Before everyone else, before it's on the shelves. Now, it's actually the 30th anniversary of Empire Magazine this, uh, this year. And so for this issue, they have done 30 years of 30 films, a celebration of the greatest movies of Empire's lifetime. So they pick one movie um, per year as the best movie from 1989 to 2019. AKA the past 30 years? Wait, that's not 30, that's 31. No, it's 39. No way, that is 30. Yeah, yeah. We're born in 86, we're 33. So... Uh, we're going to do the numbers 30 through to 16 today. And in episode 12, part two, we'll reveal, uh, well, the uh, the last 15 <laughs> years, not the top 30, but the last 15 years. So, so we'll be on 80 2003, to... 2003, around 2002 or three. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so basically, like, it's going to be hard to know what else was out that year, but... It would have been quite hard for the the editors, the writers, to actually pick one per year, but some of these we're just going to agree with and not know what what else could have actually been on the list. But this is three decades of film, so it starts in 1989, and like they have nice little uh, one-liners here to describe why they've chosen it. But 1989 was the Tim Burton Batman. 
Great film, good casting too. Getting Jack Nicholson as the Joker. That's right. Huge controversy when Michael Keaton was cast as the Batman because everyone was like, he's too much of a comedy guy, but he slayed it as Batman. He's still my favorite Batman as Michael Keaton. And I've actually got a lot of hope for R. Pats coming up when he does his Batman movie to maybe take that mantle because I really like Mr. Yeah, that's awesome. And literally yesterday, so it'll be a bit behind when you guys listen, um, was... I think it's International Batman Day. I don't know if it's international or national, but it was Batman Day yesterday. Yep. Yeah. So that kind of ties in, in a little bit. It'll be an American thing. Oh, it was yesterday for us, America Today. Yes. There you go. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But it whatever. says here, Batman, the one that changed the blockbuster business. Um, the summer of 89 saw madness erupt all over the globe. It's all thanks to a nocturnal mammal. <laughs> How literal. Because <laughs> obviously you've got the very uh, comedic type sitcom that was out before all of this. That was kind of everyone's glimpse at Batman beforehand, but this really got it going. When we went through the DC timeline many moons slash episodes ago, Batman pops up like, year after year on that he's timeline. Like, yeah, he's exactly. Just proven box office in some aspect, one way or the other. Deserved. So- now, 1990, it's a film I haven't seen, Goodfellas. Oh, Jade. Is it Scorsese? Yes. The one that made us all want to be gangsters. Yep. The script, the camera work, the performance, the editing, the music all contributed to as being like the number one film that year. Not to year. mention De Niro, Pesci. The cast, yeah, yeah. The cast is not something they say there, but that's something that we would probably identify with before anything else. It's a great movie. I can't believe you haven't seen it. Yeah, I uh Scorsese is trying to give the audience the feeling of spinning recklessly out of control on drugs. <laughs> What's this guy's name? Ray Leonardo. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, I forgot him for some reason. Yeah. Oh, He's yeah. like the main guy in the movie. He's the main <laughs> Ah, the protagonist. <clears throat> Who needs them? <laughs> uh, I can't believe you haven't seen it. Yeah, well I'll have to add it to the list. Same with this other one that's coming up. But 1991, we've mentioned this film. <laughs> Probably the most of any film besides Aliens, I guess. Uh, Terminator 2, Judgment Day, the one that transformed <laughs> visual effects forever. Now, that's over... That's Was that 30 years then? This year? No, no it's like 28 years or something yeah. like that. That's crazy. That it does actually still hold up. Um but, yeah, I watched it recently oh. and that it most certainly does mm. hold up. Yeah, it's actually one I considered buying even though I already own it on 4K just to see what gander. that looks like. Yeah, but it's just a, such an intense and suspenseful film. We've discussed Linda Hamilton at length before. It's like Arnie in his peak, the great visual effects and that storyline. There was nothing wrong with number one, but this was a whole other kettle of fish well number one kind of it's i wouldn't say simple because it's it's no, a huge it's a sci-fi <laughs> time travel yep. gotta kill her so her kid doesn't get born kind of thing and this is almost a different play it's very similar but it's a different play on it and i think much better because you learn so much more which this i think is this is why it's the the one that everyone always references because it mm. creates the like the terminator universe essentially that's right and we look forward to dark fate the end of next month to see some of these iconic characters come back to the big screen. So that's going to be exciting. What's next? 1992, Reservoir Dogs. You fucking kidding me? You haven't seen Reservoir Dogs? The one that introduced the world to Quentin Tarantino. I have not seen it. 
I believe, I think 92 is mm. when he actually got cinematic release, but I think it came out in 1990 or 1991 as an independent ah, film. Ah, okay. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Yep. So he sold it to the Weinstein Company or Dimension or one of those, and uh, that's how it got international release. And yeah, you Malaka, as if you haven't seen that. I haven't. You're sitting there watching Mona Lisa smile last night. <laughs> I was so out of it. I was gonna go to. I was staying up to make sure you had company while you unpacked. I was honest. actually worried about you with how much you were laughing at how much like have you been paying attention. Oh, I yeah, was just like, I was watching how cooked is she, man? <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? I must on? have been like, that's not that funny. <laughs> oh, here we go. A Spielberg classic, 1993, Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park, the one that saw dinosaurs rerule the earth. This is actually kind of fucked. Most of these movies are my have been my favorites. Right, I know. Time. Yeah, they stand out. Yeah. Oh. They deserve to be in the Empire book. Yeah, 100%. And again, we don't know, like, from our, the top of our top of our memory. That's not the same. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> the top of our heads. There you go. What the other films were that year. But we can trust Empire that this is Jurassic pretty Park accurate. Jurassic was brilliant, though, from soundtrack to oh, effects. And visual effects. Yeah, that's to right. To just concept as well. We're going to bring back dinosaurs and put them in a theme park. And it was where I didn't really need the sequels for that. I, I really enjoyed the Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas yeah. Howard, yeah, it, although it was pretty much World. like... Classic World, sorry. It, uh, what, do you, what do you call it? It wasn't like a remake, but it, it was, was kind of like a, a reimagining yeah. exactly of Jurassic that's Park. That's the way to say it, yeah. That's probably why I enjoyed it. But yeah, I could have done without Lost World and Jurassic 3 and even uh, Fallen Kingdom or whatever it was recently. Yeah, I don't even know. Yeah, I've, yeah, I've seen Fallen Yeah, I didn't rate Fallen Kingdom They just Kingdom went into human highly. cloning and I was yeah. just like, ah, it's Jurassic, you fucks. I didn't rate that one very highly either, in fact. 1994, a very moving film, The Shawshank Redemption. Now, you've seen your friggin' uh, top 100 movies you need to see before you die. I'm assuming you've seen that. Yeah, 100%. I haven't. <gasps> Look at this smug oh prick. Oh, my the God. The Really? Turned. Why do you think that is? Because for me, like, older films, you know, me, I struggle a little bit with older films, especially when they're action because the sound effects and stuff can sometimes be a bit off. Well, do you know what it is? I was very with it when that movie came out. Yeah. And then, um, you remember the days browsing Video Easy or Blockbuster yeah. or whatever it is. The cover never did it for me. Yeah. And, like, as much as we don't try and judge a book by its yeah. cover, you've got to yeah. be excited by something by it and it is a pretty full-on drama so you've got to be in the right mindset for it yeah and i like morgan freeman i was is it tim oh, robbins tim other? robbins yeah. yes yep uh I, at that point in time i never knew his face and then i feel like it just it, time passed and i was like ah i guess i don't need to see no it's very very good it is adapted from a short story that i own in my collection here um but it's just a very very moving and inspiring film and everyone cannot uh cannot uh, be moved by that it's so good it's it they tagline it here is the one that made us hope again which is oh, very true interesting 1995 i think we're going up to about 2003 here that's where i'll stop anyway yeah cool toy story oh that's a good one the one that changed animation forever now that's a very bold statement but it's very accurate pixar film yes correct um yeah, they had their short films before that, yeah. some of which you can still see, but this is their Not first to mention, feature. It, it really shows how long it, it took them to make that because that was like a three, four-year project, maybe longer, right? Way yes, back then. yeah. And you could tell how much effort went into that. That movie still holds up. Like, uh, it's it still actually, probably the most successful animation of all time. I actually appreciate it more as an adult. This you, is true. 
You see so much more. And that's actually what I still have not seen Toy Story 4. Uh, me neither, actually. Yeah. So um. <laughs> maybe maybe we'll have to get on top of it. I know. I need out. to see some of these sequels. Oh, here we go. We've mentioned this film before. One of M. Casey's favourites. 1996, the one that made horror self-aware. I like that tagline. Scream. Mm-hmm. Oh, what a fave. It's a cult classic. It's one that doesn't take itself too seriously, although it is, to me, when I watched it for the first time, scary as shit. Oh, yeah. Just, yeah, you, it, yeah. Still scary. You see it as, well, how old would we have been back then? Ten. Yeah, you <laughs> see it as it's all that blood and all, yeah. just a psycho and a fucking ghost mask. Mm. Yeah. Anytime a killer is masked, it's much more scary than seeing the human killer because it's the mystery of who is this that actually is the most terrifying aspect. And this it's is, not a, a nice image, the face. When you talk to people who like horror, like as a broad thing, and don't try to like yeah. snap it down to just one thing. This is where, you know, you got your slashes, you got your supernatural. The one thing every horror has in common is suspense. Yes. And if, even if they don't admit it, jump scares. Yep. So yep. this hits on both. Yeah, true. Also, and the reveal at the end, the Scooby-Doo situation, yeah. it's fucking tops. I love the, like, the mystery aspect of, oh, who's doing it kind of thing. Correct. Keeps you on board the whole time. And then the other part that sort of intrigues you and keeps you just thinking about it a little bit further is the social commentary it has on itself in terms of mm. what should happen in a horror film. And that continues throughout number two as well with um, his character. I forget his name. Uh, oh, Jesus Christ. Jamie Kennedy. Jamie Kennedy. I can't Jamie. remember the name of his character. But Mickey? he was... Ricky? Yeah, he... Mickey? Ricky? No, no, no. It definitely wasn't Mickey. He had a lot to say on what you should and shouldn't do in the case of a horror film. They're, they In one scene, they're watching Halloween, like the original Halloween, and commenting yeah. on it like, she shouldn't have sex, she shouldn't run up the stairs, she yeah. shouldn't do this, that, or the other. You should never say... I'll be back. <laughs> that great Matthew Lillard line. It's just an easy rewatch too. It's got a great soundtrack and the cast, they're all really recognisable. Yeah. In one way or another. Um, and Drew Barrymore did the, oh, the, did the opening scene. The psycho thing. Like, you know, your lead. Your, That's it. Yeah. The, the person who's on the bill dies like Correct. before the first no one, even finished. I would have loved to be. Pre-credits. Like yeah. Me now. Knowing all that at this age, going in, traveling in time and watching people in 96 see that happen. Yeah. And going and seeing their minds be blown and taking that all in. Um, but we love the Scream trilogy or quadrilogy. So shout out to Scream. 1997 became the highest grossing film of all time thanks to James Cameron and it was Titanic. The one that made James Cameron... King of the world. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Golly <laughs> they, gosh. They went there. They, they went there. Obviously, it was a three-hour-long film. Most of it was a love story, not really the, the factuality of what was the Titanic and what, how you, did it become a tragedy. You have to remember it. That's what gets the, get the viewers. The rewatch value of all the broads that went back okay. and Leo died well, eight times or whatever. It is the rewatch value, but at the same time, you're like, I just want to see how this story gets played down when the ship is coined the unsinkable ship and the opposite happens. Like Historically, it's very interesting and mortifying to see these people trapped it's definitely ship. more of, it seems more like fiction than it does facts. Yeah. The unsinkable oh. ship sinks. 100%. It's like you got yourself a box off a of smash there, suck. Now, 1998, the one that set Marvel free, Blade, with Wesley Snipes. And we obviously know we're getting a I remake. I fucking loved that movie as a kid. Still it has do. been that a while. Ha- still holds up. Stephen Dorff as Frost, one of my favorite movie villains. Chris 
villains. I said villains. <laughs> Chris Christopherson as Whistler. Wesley Snipes as Blade. Ah, oh, good fucking movie. Well, they do say it is um, sort of the origins of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's sort of where it all started. They didn't even put a Marvel signature on no. until Blade Trinity. Like, that's oh, when they right, okay. started being like, yeah, Marvel, we're, we do movies now. Um, yeah, because this even happened before X-Men. So. Oh, yeah, that's true. Hmm. What was the first X-Men? That was like early 2000s. Yeah, I think a few literally years later. the start of, literally 2000 at the start of the year 2000. I think. Yeah, right. Yeah. Now before, we, before we keep going, yeah. let's just point out, all of these originally were standalone films, except for T2. It's been the only sequel. So... For a sequel to be like, you know, that's yeah. the movie of the year. Um, again, great fucking movie. That holds up. Oh, 100%. Not many uh, sequels are better than the original. We know this. Or better than the book. We'll put that out there. 1999, we've discussed this film already in our news and gossip. The Matrix, the yeah. one that amped up action. Like It's a classic. It's a brilliant first film. Again, I didn't need the sequels personally. I can't. St- I've seen them once and I couldn't stand them. It was yeah, just right. like... Action on top of action, where you felt like there yeah. was no nothing happening. It was just this horde of like, I don't even know what they are when they're in the Matrix. Aliens, yeah, well, machine things. Don't know if just, there's a term for them. Actually, there would be. And they're just fighting them until they like hit a switch or something, and then they're all dead or whatever. It's a lot of people like, like the revolutionary sort of fight sequences, complex, thought-provoking story. It altered audiences' perception of what is real, and the spectacle of narrative sort of really challenges people to think, okay, what's hap- where am I now? What is happening? What is real? I mean, it was filmed in Australia as well, wasn't it? Like yeah. that's a cool little fact. Because yeah. you see a couple of little small-time Australian actresses and actors pop up like... The chick that plays... Home and Away. It's still on Home and Away, yeah. yeah. Katarina, I, she's the White yeah. Rabbit or whatever yeah, it is. Exactly. Exact oh, wait, she was Katarina in Heartbreak High. I don't know what her actress is. She's the exact person I was thinking of. Um, yeah, and it was one of those films, oh, my God, my brother used to put on replay and he would skip to the fight scenes every time because they were very, pretty impressive. Like Keanu Reeves in the staging training arena just going through his choreographed fight over mm. and over again. I was like, yeah, whatever, Tim. You know who they just, originally wanted as Neo? Oh. Um, Tom Cruise. <laughs> no, you got to think someone younger back then. Actually, Tom Cruise might have been Yeah, this is profile. 99. Will Smith. Um, and guess no. what he guess what he opted to do instead of it? Oh, Wild Wild West. Correct. Oh, I did it! I did it! Yeah. <laughs> wow. He he turned it down because he yeah. quote didn't understand it. Where Keanu well, Reeves fair. was on board straight away. Yeah. The uh, the Nikowski's Bukowski's um, uh, whoever oh, the yeah, yeah, director's yeah. writers were sent him some literature to like get in on Ooh, the okay. site, and he came back with notes and everything. Was just like, hey man. Like Wachowskis. Wachowskis. Hey, and you. actually, it's here. I'm just reading it here. When the Wachowskis pitched the movie to Will Smith, <laughs> that was <laughs> certainly his impression um, that it was a central gimmick. The real reason he turned down the role of Neo to star in Wild Wild West instead. Oh, but it's Neo Noir Bound. Oh, they did Bound before that. Wow. Yeah, that was their first movie. Wow. That's how they what got a contrast. The yeah, I know, right? Cause Jeez, yeah. Lesbian it's le- almost like f- lesbian fanfic, really. It's yeah, like, there you go. Let's get these two chicks together. What's the chick's name that has the real weird voice? Uh, Lily That's something. It? Lily. Jennifer? Tilly. Jennifer Tilly. Jennifer, yeah. Nice. Now, 2000. Have you seen American Psycho with Christian Bale? Of course I have. You know the one that in introduced it? a new kind of monster. That's what I said. Who else is in it? Jared um, Leto. Oh, yeah, right. He's like his, not his, he's his friend? 
or his enemy. Well, they're on Wall Street, so right. frenemy. Competitive, yes, they're competitive. <laughs> they're just dickheads from the 80s. They're... I'm just looking at um, Bale's chest here. That oh, is he like was a good kinds. chest. He was in all kinds of good shape for this. There's a scene, have you seen it? Yeah, a long okay. time ago. So you know the scene where he's just in sneakers covered in blood and oh, running yeah. down the stairs yeah, with yeah, a chainsaw? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he's very fit for that. And he's one of those actors that's method and fluctuates yeah. depending on the role. He's done some extreme things to his body to get roles. I, I genuinely worry for his kidneys, the poor guy. Oh, God. Yeah, he's just general health. I don't know how they do it. But, yeah, no, that is definitely a standout. When I saw the picture there, I was like, Fifty Shades of Grey? <laughs> like, oh, that's what it kind of looked oh, like of the all the, the pictures to pick from the... So that was the 2000 release. That was the 2000 oh, pick. Yeah. Interesting. Like, I guess because it was just so different. No, I mean... That psychological based, thriller. It's based on a book. Yep. It's just really good, very intricate, very... It, and it's almost an open ending. Not open, sorry. Yeah. But an interpretive ending. But just to, like they're um, promoting it here for that different kind of monster that they hadn't really seen a whole lot as a lead of a film, I guess, is what maybe what it made it stand out. Well, usually your psycho killers are mentally ill or backward hicks or um, something's cr- criminally wrong with him, where this is just some dickhead on Wall Street. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, this is true. <laughs> Not some serial killer, but he's got some issues. Yeah. Um, 2001. <laughs> Surely there's something better. But anyway, The Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring, the one that made fantasy cool. Is that the, that's the first one, right? Yeah, right. pretty sure. Cool? Yeah. Huh? I, I guess we're both not into Lord of the Rings. So no, we're not, I'm really not. I'm really not. So I'm like, all right, moving on. Two more years to cover. Great cast, though. Well, let's just... I mean, yeah. Well, Liv Tyler, this is what kicked off that guy. Uh, what's his name? It's in um, Pirates of Caribbean movies. Orlando Bloom. Yes, Orlando's in there. Elijah Wood. Kate Blanchett, isn't she in there somewhere? Yeah. Pretty um, sure. Steven Tyler's daughter. Uh, Sean Aston. The guy that was in The Matrix. The guy. What's what's, what's Hugo Weaving. What's the young guy's name? The main guy. Can't Elijah remember. Wood. Oh, yeah, that's his name. God, that was Green Street Hooligan. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Um, yeah, no, I didn't really get into that. And there's people that are nuts for it. Yeah. Absolutely nuts for it, but. My mum's actually excited. Uh, she's planning a trip to New Zealand at the moment. And oh, yeah. She, I think she's seen the movies maybe once. Yes. Not like the biggest fan of them, but she only found out recently while doing her research on New Zealand. Yeah. They shot the movies there and she's like, oh, you can oh, go to really? the little town wow. and all that kind of shit because they've kept the town yep. up and all that. They have, yeah. And because <clears throat> I've been to New Zealand recently, but because I'm not a fan, like, no, we don't need to go to that because <laughs> it would have been a little bit out the way. If it's on the way, you'd be like, all right, check it out just to say you've seen it. But yep. it didn't even cross our minds to be honest 2002 this is like only the second animation we're seeing in this list spirited away it's like an anime and i've definitely heard it before i've got friends well into anime it's not really my thing chicken wing so we're talking legit anime yeah spirited away the one that brought ghibli magic to the west as in like it's an eastern like anime is Eastern, it's Japanese inspired. So I don't want to be a prick, but it, I guess it was a slow news year, movie year. <laughs> I, every time you mention anime, this film comes up. Like it's just a standout, obviously, for fans. I remember seeing the posters for it, but like the anime's. Yeah, it's nah. Just because it's like, I, as much as I, I love Gilmore Girls, the way they talk <laughs> oh, yeah. is just so Gilmore Girls. Yeah. But they say so much, but so little. But we're Gilmore Girls, it actually feels like they're saying something. That's a really bad analogy, don't you? <laughs> This is an interesting one. 2003, the one that made a connection, 
Lost in Translation with Bill Murray and Scarlett Johansson. Oh, I still haven't seen it. I hear good things. I watched though. it, but... Oh, you didn't care for it? No. Nah, I was too young, I think, to have watched it. Was like, this is 15 years ago. Were 14, they love interests or something? Kind of. Like, it's saying here, there were bigger films in 2003, like Finding Nemo, Return of the King, which is another Lord of the Rings, I believe. Ah, shit. Um, and those more garlanded the final Lord of the Rings film, winning a whopping 11 Oscars. But while in January of that year, if you were to overhear film connoisseurs discussing Coppola or Scarlet, they likely meant Francis Ford O'Hara. Come December, though, they were talking about Sophia and... Oh, so Sophia Coppola's in that. Um, or Scarlett Johansson. But Who the fuck is Sophia Coppola? Um, I can't explain it. An actress. Well, she's you're an reading. Actress. You need to put context to this. Yeah, well, I don't know her name, like her her face, because she's not in this picture. Oh, Google course. it, kids. Google it. Yeah. Ask Siri. <laughs> Sounds like a very good. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Siri works. Do it. I dare you on on do a Siri thing on on air. Oh wait. What's her name again? Sophia Coppola. Here's what I found. Oh shit. <laughs> no, nah, it just says Sophia, capital city of <laughs> Bulgaria. <laughs> I had no idea. There's a tangent. Thanks, Siri. Whoops. And this is where... Oh, that's actually where we stopped, 2003, because Ford through the thing is 15. Oh, wow. Well, that's, that's oh, fun. Oh, really wanted to get to 2004, but you guys can have to wait to part two oh, yeah, for can. that one. Or you can just buy the issue. That's true. It's... Um, Shout out to Empire. To me, $10.95 what Australian number issue is it? Do they number their issues? They do, actually. I used to get Empire years. all of the time. This is issue 222. That's um, it's the September issue. That's about as many games as uh, Steel Sidebottom's played for Collingwood. It's no, <laughs> I think he's played more, but I don't know. Oh, dear. We've gone to a football analogy <laughs> to connect this issue number. That's quite interesting. 30 years is a long time. I can get so many films out each year. To pick one from each year would actually be quite hard. I think I'll struggle, but I do agree with a lot of those, such as Terminator 2, because that comes up all the time. I'm not much, yeah... Uh, a lot of them are like, yeah, whatever. Early, early days, oh, I wholeheartedly agree. Goodfellas. Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Park. Yeah. Reservoir Dogs, you're a big fan of. Oh, heck yeah. And the, the Batman. Like they said, they, they introduced, that introduced the world to... Can you go to 95 again and tell me what the movie you Oh, was? oh, oh, 95. Ooh. 95 was Toy Story. Okay, no, that's fair. Because that's the year Pulp Fiction came out. Oh, I, yeah. I was, I was about to rage. Yeah. Uh, this is true. Um... But yeah, you need to watch Shawshank, but you know, no rush, because then you're going to say, say to me, you need to watch Goodfellas. And then I'm going to say you need to watch Good, Good Time. Time. Oh, there's your segue. Every episode. Well, cause, oh, have you watched it, Jade? Oh, um, I've, one more week of school and I'm oh, on holidays. Jesus. <laughs> and now that you're here living with me, um, I'm going to have it being just sort of yelled in my ear a lot more frequently watch it watch it watch it watch it no i'll be like have you watched it and then when you when i get my inevitable no i'm gonna be like geez i'm gonna be like tied to the couch and my tv will be on and will be playing and i won't have a choice (laughs) sounds like some kind of that sounds like torture it's a it's a joy welcome to the halfway house for men (laughs) (laughs) boom 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 what the what's there well (laughs) 
girl, your body is so fine. I just wanna make you mine. If I cannot be with you, baby, I could have a dance. Put your arms around me, girl. Then your kisses on my face. Geronimo, look out below. What song is this? It's from like I got it for my ninth birthday on cassette, so it's pretty old. I think it's literally called Boom Boom. And I went on a year nine camp two years last year. And a girl was playing it. I was like, what? When these songs come back full circle for this generation, it's a little bizarre. Terrifying. A little bizarre. And I'm reading the lyrics going, this is just, what? Why was I singing along yeah. to this at age yeah. nine? Oh, my God. And I was pointing that out to the girls. They're like, oh, this is really bad. That's like one of the songs in the movie Major Pain is pop yeah. that coochie, pop, <sighs> pop that coo-. And I'd sing along and then I'd, <laughs> context. I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so innocent and naive. Ignorance is bliss. Have you watched any trailers as of late? Uh, I mean, I watched the Zeroville trailer. Yeah. Oh, tell us about that. I Who's could, in it? Who's in it? Uh, you know, the Franco, Rogan, McBride, Robinson crew, Jackie Weaver's in it. Megan yes. Fox. Oh, yeah, your mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, it was. I've seen the trailer as well, and it's like it's about the movie world and making movies but apart from that it's all over the place it's also about the punk rock world yeah the 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 music on top of it was a bit strange as well it sounded yeah. like strange elevator music and then good music and then back to strange elevator music it was all over it the looked, shop. the under undertone of it was he's trying to learn how to edit films to find a secret film that's been inserted into all films yeah. that makes one big film or something i don't know and it looks like it's set. It's not modern. It's like 80s or 90s or something. 70s, maybe 70s, early 80s. Yeah, yeah. Because that's when punk, punk rock, rock was that's popping true. in. Yeah, so that was kind of weird. Um, what I watched, because um, I do follow all the actresses on Twitter and Instagram, but I saw Margot Robbie, Robbie release the trailer for Bombshell. And I was instantly hooked because it's got this nice pace to it, this cool backing track. Oh. 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 Yeah. Oh. Oh. <laughs> but um, it's called Bombshell and it has Margot Robbie, Nicole Kidman, Charlize Theron and you do see one glimpse of the comedic genius that is Kate McKinnon sitting in the office and it's the Bombshell scandal, it something said, to do with Fox News. It said the director was Jay Roach, right? From memory, Jay yes, Roach is yes. pretty good. I'm just going right. to quickly Yeah, sweet, do that. Roach. But it's obviously the three of them getting into an elevator. I think there's some sort of scandal that goes out with the guy that runs Fox News. I'm thinking it's something to do with the Me Too movement. Um, but when you see, for me, when you see these three actresses get into the lift, I'm automatically intrigued because I like all of them individually. So to see them together is exciting. And I will go see the film regardless and learn of the scandal through that. Otherwise, people are going to know of the scandal and come to that come to the film with that knowledge and want to see sort of how they portray it. Actually, now that I'm Joe looking Roach. this up, this potentially is going to be a full-blown comedy. What? Or a dark comedy. It could be a dark comedy this? just based on Kidman's little... Are you oh, ready for here. Austin Uh-oh. Powers. Oh, my God. Austin what? Powers, the spy who shagged me. Meet the parents. <laughs> Austin Powers and Goldmember. Yeah. Meet the fuckers. Dinner for schmucks. The campaign. Mm-hmm. And that's it that I recognize. At the same time, it could still be serious, but with comedic elements. Which, that's why I'm saying yeah. dark comedy. Yeah. My favorite that, kind of comedy. That would be kind of cool, just to portray it in a different way so it's not too heavy on the audiences. Um, but as, as I was just saying to you as well, it's one of those trailers where often you watch two and a half minutes of a trailer and you've seen bloody 
the entire film. Yeah, I've got to say that is all kinds of refreshing to watch that. Yeah. A lot of people are going to get, you know, probably have a different opinion of that, but I, that's just refreshing. From that, you kind of get the tone and the vibe of it, um, the little glimpse of what it's about, a bombshell, like a scandal, like Fox you said, News, you get two and, and the actresses. Commercial, oh, sorry, commercials. Two and a half <laughs> minute trailers, and you're like, okay, I've seen it, the movie. And then you get first trailer, second trailer, third trailer. Which almost all tell a different story. Like for me, yes. your movie, yep. Whore and Shobs. Yes, I yes. I was like, yeah. I don't even know if I need to see what it What is this about? Yeah. yeah. You've seen all of the action sequences. You've seen all of the best one-liners uh, and yeah. puns of the jokes. And you don't really need to go see it. And I know friends that will go out of their way to avoid seeing trailers if they can. Especially for films that they're anticipating because they don't want anything ruined. Um Apart from that, I did watch the first trailer for The Morning Show was released, which is an Apple TV show with Jennifer Aniston, Reese Witherspoon and Steve Carell, which is coming out early November this year. Is it set on a morning show? Yes, correct. And it's set at the time of the Me Too movement when that all breaks out. So it's relating to that. They wrote much of that script before that happened and then it did and they rewrote the whole season going, we've actually got something to channel here and we know that it's got a season one and two. So if you commit to it, you know you're going to get two seasons out of it, which is exciting. So I am looking forward to that as a JA fan, obviously. But they are all the trailers that I have watched. Samesies. (laughs) Samesies. Wrap it up, B. (laughs) Yo, wrap it up. (laughs) Wrap Wrap, wrap it up. Uh, yeah, that brings us to the end of episode 11 this week. But uh, definitely join us next week when we count down the films from 2004 to 2019 as chosen by Empire Magazine. <laughs> that rhymes. Hey, 2019 nice. Nice. Magazine. Before we get out of here, though, I just want to express my heartbreak. Oh, for Spider-Man or? For the Hemsworths. Oh, <laughs> using gossip. Yeah. <laughs> Liam Hemsworth in particular? Yeah. Oh, because you, your favourite Hemsworth was Miley Hemsworth. Yeah. Which is now uh, Miley Cyrus again. That that girl's got to get her shit together. She, yeah. She's broken the hearts of a lot of people. Yeah. Particularly Liam. <laughs> Especially Liam. Especially Liam. I did. He got onto his um, socials, though, during all of it and was quite protective of their relationship in the, like, the sense that they're like, if I have I have not inter- been interviewed about this breakup, do not believe anything that's been said in any magazine or on any site because, you know, there's just yeah. things going around. Yeah. He said this, he said that, yeah. when he's like, I've said none of it, give me some space, we're going through something right now, respect that, and I'll talk when I'm ready. And I did appreciate that because people will buy into that and believe that this has been said, this, that, and the other. Well, he's still he's still more Australian than he is in Hollywood, so he's, oh, he's more human than he is, you yeah. know. Not so. He's still just as beautiful. Yeah, well, yeah. There's that. that. <laughs> I saw his beautiful face when we were at the supermarket when we were just walking down oh, the thing, and he, he, on a poster, his not face in was, person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> his face was promoting something, and I was just like, "You was poor, beautiful man." Sunglasses or something. Yeah, but... he was wearing them great. <laughs> so, uh, re- uh, just reaching out to you, Liam. Hope you're doing okay. Yeah, sorry for ending it on a bummer note, everybody. And but seeing I'm, that we're in the same I'm country, hurting. feel free to drop around to the halfway house for men. <laughs> And have a cold bevy with us. Or two. We'll see you next time, kids. Au revoir. Thank you for listening to Not Another Podcast. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, give us a five-star rating, or find us on Not Another Podcast with two ts.podbean.com. And feel free to follow us on Facebook and on Instagram also. We appreciate it. We'll see you next time.